This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. I'm Teresa Curley. And we're your hosts this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining us. We're broadcasting today from the Mustard Seed here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's a nice overcast day, which maybe it means God's bringing us some more rain. It would be nice. As long as there's no hail, yes. No hail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that request from Teresa, no hail. Okay. <laughs> Moving right along this morning, our last interview this morning is with Claire Dwyer. Claire, thank you for joining us this morning. Hey, ladies. I've really been looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Tell the listeners a little bit about who you are. Yeah, well, I'm a wife and mom of six, um, children ranging in age from 23 down to nine, um, living in Phoenix, Arizona. So you were talking about wanting rain. We'll take some of that, too. I think I'd even <laughs> take kale at this point. Um, <laughs> I got an undergraduate degree in, in theology at Franciscan University of Steubenville way back in the day. Now I'm studying for my master's degree and my certificate in spiritual direction at the Institute of Ministry Formation at St. Vincent's College and Seminary. Um, I just published my first book, which is called This Present Paradise, A Spiritual Journey with St. Elizabeth of the Trinity, um, earlier this year. And I work full-time for the Avalis Foundation, spend a lot of time on one of their websites, spiritualdirection.com, which is uh, where I recently wrote an article that we're going to be talking about today. Wonderful. So let's go back a few years and let's talk about your first experience with spiritual direction. Well, it really was only a few years ago, actually. Um, I am a lifelong Catholic, raised in a very devout family. Clearly, I loved my faith and went on, went on to study it even more at college. Um, worked in parish ministry and even as an employee at my parish for a number of years, and I never had a spiritual director. Hmm. Um, I'd heard of the idea. I knew that some people had it. Um, occasionally, I would talk to a priest if I had a particular question or was struggling with something, um, but never had one and never really thought I needed one. And then when I started regular direction um, several years ago, I realized what an incredible blessing it was and something that now I'm beginning to understand why so many people are actually searching out spiritual direction because it's been a tremendous blessing in my own life. Beautiful. So talk about some of the effects that it's had um, on your relationship with God. I think one of the first things that struck me was the healing power of just being listened to. Somebody who has nothing to do for an hour but to really hear your heart and to listen with the Holy Spirit to um, help you discern what God is doing in your life. And just being listened to with that attentiveness is actually just a healing um, ministry. I also noticed that the power of speaking out loud what's going on in my heart really helps me to clarify things. And it was sometimes not until I something that I really understood what God was trying to to say to me. Uh-huh. Um, I also came to realize that clarity is really possible when somebody is helping me discern what God is doing in my life. Like the process of discernment is actually so powerful 
And I don't know that I had really lived fully a discerning life up until that point. Um, and also, how much accountability makes a difference in our journey. Hmm. When you know that you're going to be meeting with somebody who's going to want to know how your prayer life is going, <laughs> there is not much that yeah, for us on to do that daily you know, commitment to prayer. So in yeah. short, it just really, really is a relationship that God works through. Yeah, yeah, and just giving that opportunity for it to happen. So you're also talking about all different reasons why we should all be seeking out spiritual direction and looking for a spiritual direction. Um, is there ever a point where you think somebody kind of graduates from needing a spiritual director? Well, I don't I don't think so. I think that even, you know, say a bishop, somebody in the church mm-hmm. that um, is certainly very well-formed, um, would benefit from meeting with the spiritual director. I There's a saying um, from St. Bernard, he who constitutes himself his own spiritual director is the disciple of a fool. Basically <laughs> saying, you, yeah, and Dan Burke, who I work for, has um, a favorite saying that we have an infinite capacity for self-delusion, and I would add to that <laughs> self-justification. <laughs> it's so true, though. It we is really so true. Can, in our own mind, we can justify things and delude ourselves. And so having another person to, to kind of represent the Lord to, and answer to, uh, wow, it's very, <laughs> it's very <laughs> effective in advancing in the spiritual journey. Wow. Mm. So how do you go about even finding a spiritual director? Well, that's a good question, and that was the topic of the recent article that I posted on our website, because let's just say it right off the bat, it's not easy to find a spiritual director. Mm-hmm. I'm not even, you know, qualified, and yet I received the question many times a week, even sometimes, will you be my spiritual director? Can you help me find a spiritual director? Do you know anybody? And mm-hmm. many priests that I talk to, including our own pastor, are just overwhelmed Mm-hmm. with the request for spiritual direction. So if you're feeling the pull to that, you're not alone. In fact, I think it's actually something the Holy Spirit is doing in our church, because um, there are many people that would benefit from spiritual direct- direction, and the Lord wants that for us. So I think that you're, if that's you, then you're just kind of sensing this increased need and this movement of God in our church today, which is why... There are many schools of spiritual direction that are opening, that have opened recently, even one at Franciscan University, my alma mater. So um, there are people that are answering God's call to give spiritual direction to those who are seeking. So if you've had a hard time finding one, don't lose heart. I think that the Lord wants it for you even more than you do and will help you find one. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if there's time, I can go through some of the items in the article that were suggestions for those who are seeking. Absolutely. The first thing that I suggest, which might be common sense, but we often forget, is to ask God, right? Just pray every day that the Lord will give you the desire of His heart, if it be His will. And remember that His timing is perfect. So if you haven't been able to find one yet, it's probably because he's holding out the right person for you. And when the time is right, he will answer that desire of your heart. 
I also suggest starting with your pastor. Now, that is not to say that your pastor will be your spiritual director, but he is your spiritual father. Mm -hmm. And so he may uh, be connected with somebody in your parish or your diocese who he would consider well-qualified to be a spiritual director. And when I say well-qualified, we have to um, put it out there that not everybody that is claiming to be a spiritual director is following church teaching is faithful to the magisterium, and is qualified. Right. So make sure that you're very discerning in your own search uh, for a spiritual director. Also, I suggest just asking people that you know and that you trust, that you know are walking the walk, talking the talk, and that are faithful to the Church, and ask them if they have any recommendations. Um, and be creative. Like, start thinking outside the box a little bit. Are there religious orders in your diocese, whether active or contemplative, that you really identify with? Maybe you really admire their charism? Um, Seek them out. See if maybe a member of their community might be available for direction. A chaplain of a Newman Center, a chaplain of a hospital, a retired priest often will have more time than a busy pastor or associate. So, you know, don't be afraid to ask them. I also suggest not to be quick to disregard the laity. I was saying that there's a lot of schools of spiritual direction that are, you know, opening or expanding, and many of those students are lay people that are called Mm -hmm. by God to give spiritual direction. Mm -hmm. Um, If you can't find a director, be open to a spiritual mentor, which, and by that I mean somebody that may not be fully trained in spiritual direction, but somebody that's maybe a little bit ahead of you on the journey that you admire and, and who can walk with you. So mm-hmm. somebody in a Bible study or somebody from your parish that you know well enough to know that they have something that you would really like, like maybe a more balanced life or mm-hmm. a devotion that you would love for yourself. Um, don't be afraid to ask them to mentor you and meet to pray and to talk and to have fellowship. Those kinds of things can be incredibly beneficial to our spiritual life. Such great suggestions. Can you, um, we only have about five minutes left, and then we're going to take a quick break here, and then we'll come back with more um, with you, Claire. But real briefly before break, can you talk about some signs that people might be uh, red flags of someone that might not be the best at spiritual direction? Yeah, I think that, one, a few things that we should be watching for. First of all, are they firmly committed to the teachings of the faith? And there's some questions you can ask right off the bat that will identify, like, are they devoted to the Eucharist? Do they believe in the real presence? Mm-hmm. Do they have a devotion to the Blessed Mother? If not, that would be a red flag for a Catholic spiritual director. Um, are they faithful to the moral teachings of the Church? Do you believe in humanae vitae? I mean, those are the kinds of things that you can ask that a yes-no answer can, you know, pretty quickly let you know if this is somebody that you can trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all great questions. And I think, too, we just have to be vigilant and aware, you know, not just assuming anything um, to just be always, when you're talking with them, to be like, hmm, that was a red flag. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's, there's a lot of false spiritualities out there, and there's such a hunger that people are very quick. Anybody mm-hmm. proclaiming themselves to be a director, they're very quick to, you know, want to follow 
But there are so many things, so many spiritualities that are tinged with Eastern non-Christian mysticism Mm. um, that seem very attractive on the surface and are actually very dangerous. So you definitely want to stay away from anybody that um, is, you know, proclaiming themselves to, to have any kind of, you know, Buddhist or Hindu or yoga kind of centered spirituality. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Claire Dwyer. She is the marketing manager of the Avalon Foundation um, and has written many articles in the spiritualdirection.com website. And so we're just talking to her about spiritual direction this morning. Um, Claire, we're going to keep you during break, if that's okay. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about different things um, with spiritual direction and some things that we maybe need to consider when we're looking for a spiritual director. So stay tuned. I'm Heather Carroll. I'm Teresa Curley. And we'll be back more with Real Presence Live right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. You know, I um, had a class at the Augusta Institute by one of the regional directors for Focus, and he was talking, the class was on leadership, and he was talking about uh, one of the uh, the dynamics of the formation for Focus missionaries, and he talked about how it's important that Focus missionaries would raise their own funds, because he said, you know, that sort of an effort flexes the same muscle as the work of evangelization. Evangelization often puts us outside of our comfort zone. It makes us do something that we're not entirely comfortable with, um, and so too asking someone for money. No one likes doing that. It's it's uncomfortable for everyone to to ask something of someone else, but we do it because we know it's good, because it's good for the giver. It's good for the one who receives the gift. And and I just thought there was really a profound wisdom there that Mm -hmm. we flex the same muscle when, when we do that, and it equips us to be more bold in our work of evangelization. Yeah. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. I'm Teresa Curley. And we're broadcasting this morning from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and we're having a great conversation with Claire Dwyer. She writes for thespiritualdirection.com and works as marketing manager of the Avila Foundation. So thank you, Claire, for joining us today. We've been talking about spiritual direction. Um, Before we 
move on. I wanted to ask if you have any other suggestions. So if somebody lives in like a small town and they're struggling to find a spiritual director, is there any suggestions you have for them? Yeah. Well, and even somebody living in a big city might struggle, honestly, like you said, this isn't something that's readily found. Um, I, I meet with my spiritual director who is a wonderful woman who's lay woman actually who teaches at the Lentary Center in Denver. I'm in Phoenix. So we meet via Zoom. Um, I wouldn't say it's ideal, but I would say that the Holy Spirit isn't limited uh, by in-person meetings and definitely has worked powerful in that way for me. So don't discount, um, a, you know, phone meetings or Zoom meetings with a director. Even if you live in a remote area, that could be possible for you. Uh, but there are some things that you can do if you haven't been able to find a director. Um, like we mentioned, spiritual mentor, also spiritual healthy friendships, mm-hmm. um, small groups. Uh, join a Bible study or a mom's group in your community um, and find support and accountability that way as well. Also, if you are searching for a spiritual director, in the meantime, there is no shortage of ways to grow in your faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to mention, because I work there and I believe in it <laughs> wholeheartedly, the Avila Institute for Spiritual Formation is a goldmine of resources for those that want to grow in their faith and have uh, professors who are incredibly well-formed and faithful to the Church. Um, there's classes on spirituality, different spiritualities, Franciscan, Carmelite, Benedictine, um, different lives of the saints. Um, you know, theology of suffering, these kinds of things, this can be incredibly beneficial to you and your professor for a way, you know, a way for that season can actually be a little bit of a director um, mm. in that in that sense, not in the, you know, close definition of it. But definitely I have found great fruit in that. Um, read. There are wonderful books by fabulous Catholic authors, and they, in a sense, can be a director for you through their words. SpiritualDirection.com, again, not partial, right? But we <laughs> daily curate content, which is specifically geared to spiritual growth. So you're not going to find a lot of stuff about current events, um, moral theology, but we really want to give people great content that is about the spiritual life and the spiritual journey. And I think we do that. So if you haven't checked out spiritualdirection.com, do that and sign up to get our newsletters right into your inbox. Um, There are books on spiritual direction that you can read while you're looking so that you may be able to identify a spiritual director when you see one, a good spiritual director. Mm -hmm. I recommend Navigating the Interior Life by Dan Burke, who is the founder of the Avila Foundation, or one of my favorite books, actually, of all time, not just on spiritual direction, is by Father um, Boniface Hicks and Father Thomas Acklin, Spiritual Direction, A Guide for Sharing the Father's Love. Hmm. Their book is incredible. Their book, Personal Prayer, A Guide for Receiving the Father's Love, is equally wonderful. So those are just some suggestions. Um, If you're searching for a spiritual director, I also suggest in the article that you take time to read some of the Church's teaching about false spiritualities Hmm. so that you're quick to identify somebody who would not be a good spiritual director. A document called Jesus Christ, the Bearer of the Waters of Life 
um, give some warning signs for false spiritualities if that's something that you want to become a little bit more equipped um, to identify. And then I just give um, my final suggestion is just don't stop seeking. And I remind everybody that God has actually called people to be spiritual directors, Mm -hmm. and He wants them to exercise that call on their life. So even if you have to ask a couple times, even if you have to pray and search, and it may take several years, don't give up. Don't give up. If God's put that desire on your heart, then He's also put the call on somebody's life. Right. So on the flip side, if you feel like you are being called to be a spiritual director, where do you go from there when you feel like you're being called? Yeah, the first thing is to make sure that you have been and are receiving regular spiritual direction. You really can't know if you're called until you've experienced it. And I certainly didn't discern a call on my life until I'd been several years with um, uh, a wonderful director. And she had to help me identify that call. Hmm. So if you haven't been receiving regular spiritual direction and you think this might be something you'd be interested, the first step is to make sure you find a director and start receiving regular spiritual direction and certainly pray about it. But that relationship will help you discern. If you and your director feel like that is the right step for you to start exploring becoming a spiritual director, um, then I would encourage you to check out a few schools of spiritual direction that I've had experience with and that I find wonderful. And, you know, there are many more faithful, wonderful schools of spiritual direction. So a search will identify many more than I'm going to suggest. But the ones that I've had direct experience with are Heart of Christ, Spiritual Direct, School of Spiritual Direction, and you can find them at heartofchristspiritualdirection.com. Again, these links are in the article. But a wonderful school of spiritual direction closely affiliated with the Avila Institute. Um, and they are uh, have amazing classes filled. Um, there's even a waiting list because they're doing a great job forming spiritual directors. Um, the school that I am at is at the Institute of Ministry Formation at St. Vincent Seminary in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, so look them up. They're a little bit more academic because they're associated with a college. You can audit their classes, or you can take them for college-level credit, and I'm actually working toward a graduate degree. Hmm. So that might be something that somebody's um, interested in. Like I said, my spiritual director is at the Lentieri Center in Denver, very Ignatian. And um, the Cynical of Our Lady of Divine Providence School of Spirituality in Clearwater, Florida. I have many friends that have graduated from there and actually loved it. So lots of choices. And again, that's only a few. There are many more. Yeah. Well, and we've been talking a lot about spiritual direction, but we haven't really talked about uh, the logistics of spiritual direction. So real quick before we uh, run out of time, what does an actual spiritual direction appointment look like? Does it cost anything? Um, how does it work? That's a good question. Um, it's going to differ depending on your director and their approach and their training and your needs. Really, a good director is going to kind of adapt to um, what you're looking for in spiritual direction. Are you discerning a vocation? That's going to look different than somebody that's maybe grieving a loss. Mm-hmm. So um, the experience will differ, but... You can expect that your director will pray with you to begin. Um, 
ask you how things are going, you know, and kind of let things unfold organically. But some of the things that will happen frequently in any spiritual direction relationship is they will help you establish a prayer routine Mm. and help you be accountable to that, surely in a loving, gentle way. But, you know, we all need some accountability in our life. They will help you discern direction in your life. And really, the spiritual director is the Holy Spirit. So your spiritual director's job is to identify what direction the Holy Spirit is taking you in. I often... um, you know, see the spiritual director as kind of sitting in the back seat of the car. The Holy Spirit is the driver, and the directee, you, are in the passenger seat. Mm. And so the Holy Spirit's driving, and you're in the front seat with them, allowing God to take the lead. And the spiritual director is kind of pointing out some road signs as you go by. Mm. I love that. Helping you identify the direction, but it's really the Holy Spirit that's driving. Um, your spiritual director should help you withstand spiritual um, temptations and attack. They will help you identify, well, you know, wait a minute, wait a minute, that voice that you're listening to, I don't think that's yours. Hmm. Let's let's dig into that a little bit. Where's that coming from? Likewise, help you identify wounds that need healing. And um, living in an integrated life is something that my spiritual director has helped me do. Is this part of my life lining up with what I say is important? lining up with my beliefs, how can I fully integrate all aspects of my life, including my job, my family, my marriage, my hobbies, my friends, fully integrated into the faith. Mm -hmm. Um, They will help you with detachment. You know, what are those things that you're really attached to and it's not Mm -hmm. healthy and it's not well-ordered and it's keeping you from growing? And then um, inviting you to kind of detach yourself from those things so that you can advance and help you discern Yeah, what is God doing in your life. Well, Claire, we've ran out of time already. (laughs) It was a (laughs) quick interview. It went really fast and lots of fantastic information. Um, Check out the website, spiritualdirection.com, if you wanted to hear more from Claire. Uh, Claire, thank you for joining us this morning. It's been so fun to talk to you. Thank you it's for having me. It's been wonderful. Yeah, thank you for all the great information. Again, check out spiritualdirection.com if you want to learn more on what Claire's been talking about on spiritual direction. So we're at the end of the show, so that means we're going to head up to Fargo. And Therese, you've got a preview. We've got some big things going on tomorrow. Yeah, so tune in tomorrow from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time. For the first day of the Awaken Fall Live Drive, you'll get to hear from hosts and guests from all over our listening area. That's September 15th through the 17th, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time. Back to you, Heather. Wow. That's, That's going to be a long right day. <laughs> and guess who starts it off? <laughs> ah, You and I. <laughs> We're actually Start just... Loading up on the espresso now. <laughs> I know. We'll be here at 6.30 in the morning, and we're going to launch the live drive right here from the mustard seed, and we're just going to leave our equipment set up. Hope Mom doesn't mind. (laughs) We're just going to be like, yeah, we'll be back. Give us a few hours. We'll be back. (laughs) But lots of fantastic guests lined up. I I do say that because I lined them up myself. But, you know, um, (laughs) I tried to get a lot of listeners to join us, and it's really fun 
to talk to the listeners and be like, so do you want to come on the other side? And they're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so some of them ha- are, have been on before and some of them are brand new. But they love RPR and just want to join us to shout it from the rooftops and to encourage people to call in. So I'm super excited. It will be this exciting. Will be We're going to start at 7 a.m. and end at 7 p.m. So don't uh, miss a thing because we're going to have some great stories and some of your favorite hosts all day long, all week long, the rest of the week. Teresa, good job today. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> yeah, you'll be on. You'll be on again shortly. <laughs> All right, folks. Hope you hope you have a great rest of your week, and we will see you bright and early in the morning. God bless. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.